Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Good morning. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I help people improve their cognitive skills. I help them improve things like focus, problem-solving skills, memory. And some of the wonderful skills that we try to improve um, are also skills that other professionals work on as well. And today we have an amazing guest to help share her wonderful knowledge with you today. Her name is Catherine Calhoun, and she'll be talking about goals and action steps and how to keep going when your goals without getting sidetracked or discouraged by the dreaded shiny object syndrome. Welcome, Catherine Calhoun. Thank you so much for having me, Fazia. Fazia, sorry. I got a new name now. Yeah. <laughs> I mixed your last name and your first name together. Is what I, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, Fazia. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, Catherine is absolutely awesome. So, Catherine, I would love... To- for our uh, listeners to get to know you a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about you and how you got into coaching? Sure. Yeah. Um, So I am an online entrepreneur coach. So I have an online business and I also, um, I support other online entrepreneurs in growing their businesses. And the way that I got started was actually, uh, I don't want to say by accident. I think everything kind of happens for a reason, but I am, I, um, actually used to dance professionally. I danced on cruise ships doing like, you know, performances, that kind of thing. This was my life for a long time. And then, but the nature of that work is like in between contracts, you're out at sea and you're like home for a while and you're not really making money. And my post-secondary education was um, in entrepreneur. I have a bachelor of commerce with a concentration in entrepreneurship and um, a bachelor of arts in English. And I love to write. I've always had that sort of entrepreneurial streak in me. And so in the in-between times between these contracts, I was like, what am I going to do with my time? And so I um, I actually started uh, a marketing copywriting agency. And from there, you know, over the course of about of about a decade, I transitioned into coaching entrepreneurs. And it, like I said, it was not exactly planned, but most of my um, most of my copywriting clients were entrepreneurs themselves. They were realtors. They were um, they were coaches. Um, they were corporate trainers. You know, people who were starting their own businesses and just sort of little by little, you know, I would start to transition from, okay, I'm helping you write these emails or I'm helping you write content for your website or I'm helping you with your blog or whatever to like just starting to advise them on, you know, I want to write this. Is this a good idea right now? Is this the the right time for me to do this? Is this going to actually help me grow my business? Cause that, and that continues to be a real, a really high priority for me is like, you can hire especially in the entrepreneurial space, you know, you can hire people to help you with all kinds of things, you know, whether it's your tech, whether it's um, getting stuff written, whether it's putting a course together, like there's so many different things you can hire help for, but it's like, is that the right time for you? Is that the right step for you to take right now? Because that's every step that you take is an investment of your time. It's an investment of your money. um, It's an investment of your heart and your soul and your energy and all of those things. And, um, and especially for, for me and for my clients, it's like, well, 
we're solopreneurs mostly, meaning that it's just us in our businesses, right? And so every step that we choose to take, we want to be efficient about it. We want it to be a good use of our time because um, we're all we've got, you know, like, and and like when we, you know, like right now, for example, I'm getting to, I'm getting to chat with you. And so my husband has our kids, like, because it's just me in the business. I don't have a big team. And um, anyway, so gradually, like I started to transition into this more like advisory kind of a coaching role. And then, and then I really just like, I really wanted to, once I, like, I realized like how much I could help people like stay focused in the right direction to actually grow their businesses, to stop spinning in circles, to stop making the wrong decisions. And um, I just started to transition more of my energy into coaching. And, um, and here we are now I have a, I have a membership program that helps solopreneurs um, DIY their online businesses. So, um, you know, online businesses have a, have a big tech component. There's like email marketing and websites and that kind of a thing. And um, my, my my program is really designed to sort of marry like the strategy. So what are the right steps in the right order with what is the act, what's the tech stuff that I need to do to be able to take those steps forward, um, which is important, especially if you like are not, you know, my clients say that they're quote unquote, not very techy. So they really, they tend to struggle with those tech pieces. And um, I like to just kind of bring that all together so that it's all e- like easy and doable and, you know, you can move forward. I love it. I, I, I love that you do what you do and that you love what you do because I think it's really important to love what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And and I know a few of your clients, so yeah. I, I know that you do fabulous work. Thank you. Um, so today we're going to talk specifically about goal setting. Mm-hmm. So what's different about how you set goals? Well, I like to... I think what's different about how I set goals is that I, I'm a realist. I'm like this, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. And I'm also, um, I'm somebody who is aware of my own, I don't know if limitations is the right word, but I think like, let me just start by saying one of the things that I think is really important for goal setting is to start with the, start with the questions to figure out what your goals are going to be and what goals you're going to set. It's like to start with the questions that honor you as a person. And so for my clients, that, that question, the first question that I ask is what feels easy and or fun. And the reason, and it's funny because a lot of times we feel that if it's too easy, it's not worth doing. Or if I'm having fun doing it, then therefore I'm not like, I'm not aiming high enough or I'm not working hard enough. And the truth is, I really think that ease and fun are not, are not frivolous things. We tend to discount them as these frivolous things, but, but when you are, when you are in charge of when you're like, you're in the CEO chair of whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's an online business that you're running, or whether it's just something else, like you're, you're the leader in your own life. If it's, if it's something that is going to be constantly draining you, if it's something that you don't really like, if it's something that's not aligned with who you are, I think that it's very difficult for us to stay the course. And it doesn't mean that it has to be like all like, you know, rainbows and unicorns the whole time. But like, if it's, if it's something that always feels hard, that always feels scary, that always feels stressful, it's really tough for us to continue to put the energy in. And if nobody's holding our feet to the fire, if we don't have a boss breathing down our neck saying, you have to get it done, you have to get it done. Like if we're that boss, 
and we stop holding our own feet to the fire, then that's when, that's when the goals tend to not get achieved. And, um, you mentioned um, we were gonna we were gonna talk about the dreaded shiny object syndrome a little bit today, <laughs> and and for those of you listening who don't know what that is, it's just it's a term that we use a lot in the online marketing space and maybe other spaces too. I don't I don't know, but it's like this idea of like you're kind of working on something and then there's something else that catches your attention and you're like, oh, you know, I should maybe I should be doing that instead. Like that seems easier or that seems like it's going to be more profitable or or like more. Um, I don't know, like more straightforward or more doable or whatever. And we get distracted and then we go running off in some other direction. And I actually think that shiny object syndrome is not, I think shiny object syndrome is actually a symptom of us working on things where we haven't totally dialed into that question of what feels easy and or fun. Because when you start to connect your goals to the things that move you, like the things that drive you naturally organically as a person shiny object syndrome stuff tends to fall away. It's easier for us to stay focused because the thing that we're working on, we're like, we're immediate, we're connected all the time to why am I doing this? Why is this worth it? Um, Like, and then when we, when we know that, when we're connected to, I'm doing this because I want this and this, this matters to me, I'm doing this for my kids or, you know, whatever it, whatever it is that we're doing, when we're really connected to why, why is this, like, where does this feed me? How, why is this important to me? Why am I doing this? Then it's a lot easier for us to stay the course. Um, so, you know, a lot of times with goal setting, it tends to be like this far reaching, you know, I'm going to like lose this much weight or I'm going to grow my business by this much, or I'm going to whatever. It's like these big lofty, lofty goals. And they're, it just, it almost feels like something we should be doing and we don't stop to say, well, is this something that I want? Does this feel easy? Does this feel fun? And as soon as you start to ask yourself that question, um, the goal setting starts to fall into place in a little bit more of an organic, um, easy and fun kind of way. I, I agree with you. I, I don't want to do anything that I don't enjoy. Totally. I, I feel, I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm just too old to do things that I don't enjoy. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So when I set goals for myself or my business, I look at it and think, is this something I really want? Is this mm-hmm. something I really want to do? And it sounds like that's what you're asking your clients to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, the thing is, with my clients specifically, and I, I suspect that this is the case in a lot of different in a lot of different areas of life. Um, when like with solopreneurs, people who are working by themselves, especially if they tend to struggle with the tech in their online businesses, which is who my, my clients tend to be, you know, if you are, if you are constantly running into roadblock after roadblock, after roadblock, after roadblock, and it's always a struggle and it's always hard. And there's always another fire to put out, or there's always another thing that you're confused about or whatever, like that's really discouraging. That's really yes. demoralizing. Yeah. And when you're the only person in your business you're, and you're wearing all of those hats, like not only are you like delivering the coaching and doing the marketing and like doing your tech, but it's like, you also have to be the person you, you are your own well of inspiration and you're going to have outside. It's really good to have a coach. Like it's good to have outside forces in your life to be inspiring you. But one of the things that we work on in, um, in my, my signature program is called the clarity momentum success mastermind. And even though we talk a lot about techie stuff, like woven throughout it is 
like practice and training to be your own biggest cheerleader because nothing we do in life is it's never straightforward, right? Like, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> it's just like, I want this and here's a straight path to get there. Like it just in practice, it never really works out that way. And, um, and so when you're working on things that are like really aligned with who you are, that feel worth it, that feel fun, hopefully that or and or easy, then it's easier for you to be that cheerleader for yourself to go like, you can do this, keep going. And, and then the other thing too, like I said, if you're, if you're, you're going to run into roadblocks. Like that's just curveballs are a normal part of life. Right. So if you're going to run into those roadblocks, like it better be worth it because otherwise it's just, it's, you just have this feeling that you're failing. Like you have, like eventually at first the roadblocks are like, this is just a thing to figure out. This is just a thing to figure out, but roadblock after roadblock after roadblock without the inspiration continuing to be fed, it starts to feel like you're failing. And when you start to feel like you're failing, that's when you start to succumb to, well, maybe I should do something different. Maybe I should do this other thing. And, and if we keep doing that, if that's the pattern where it's like we chose to do this, but then we get demoralized and now we're doing something different. And then the same thing keeps happening over and over. Then we never get to the success point. We never get to where, you know, where we're trying to go. We never get to the part where we feel like we're actually achieving our goals. And then you know, why do it? Like, if it's just like this, exactly. Like you say, yeah. Like if it's, exactly, if it's just yeah. a, if it's just a bummer, then it's like, don't do, don't do it. Well, I always think if I don't support myself, if I don't encourage myself, who will, there's no one else in my business. Although recently right. I do have an additional person in my business, but for the most part, I, I've spent the last five years as a solopreneur and mm-hmm. it's really hard to find that motivation sometimes. So you essentially become someone's executive function coach. You 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 are their executive functioning is what you've become. Hmm, you are yes, that's that is interesting, isn't it? And what you're doing is you're using their business as the catalyst to help them reach those yeah. goals. Yeah, I love it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where did you get the inspiration for this goal setting method? Well. There, there's a couple of different places. There's a, um, there's this really awesome book if, um, that I, that is called the four spiritual laws of prosperity. It's written by a woman named Edwin Gaines and, um, her book has, um, a lot of really interesting stuff in it about goal setting. Um, and she talks about, um, she talks about this idea of like connecting, you know, connecting what you're doing with your life and with your business or whatever, you know, whatever it is, whatever your goals are connecting it to like the soul piece of you. And, um, anyway, it's, it's awesome. So that's part of it. Um, again, her book is called the four spiritual laws of prosperity and the author is Edwin Gaines. And then the other thing too, is there's this really funny book that I, that was published in the seventies. This is a book that I, um, I'm like, I'm just, I'm in my forties. I grew up with this book around the house. My mom had it and it's called, it's called Side, Sidetracked Home Executives. It's, it's the acronym is SHE, right? Sidetracked Home Executives stands for SHE and or SHE stands for that. And it's like, it is a book all about how to be a great housewife. And it's like the funniest, most, I mean, it's not, I mean, it is, it's, 
it's, it's a product of its time, right? Like it's very sexist and it's like all about like, you know, making sure that your husband has like a hot meal on the table and like his, he's always got clean underwear and, and like the house always has to be immaculate if somebody pops over and you need to have like a, like frozen, you know, like frozen treats in the fridge for when like the, the, the boss stops by unexpectedly for coffee and like the kids, it's just like, you know, how to create this like perfect utopian, thing at home as a housewife and the book is written by these two sisters who were like they were disorganized and you know messy and their husbands were like like after them all the time because they were embarrassed by because their their wives weren't doing a good job of keeping (laughs) with the joneses or whatever but anyway this book is like hilarious but it was what really what what really inspired me about this book is that these are two women who they want to have order in their lives, like, and they, they want to have like harmony and like, they want things to be functioning and moving forward in a peaceful orderly way. And that's like, that's something that a lot of us crave, you know, and I'm also, I'm also kind of born disorganized. So like that feeling of being overwhelmed and the to-do list, as long as your arm and all of that, like this, so the, a lot of that was kind of coming up in this book and it really resonated with me. Even as a teenager, it was like, this book was just fascinating to me. And there's a story that they tell in this book about the, the, they have this like very complicated system for keeping their houses clean. It's an index card system. There's like hundreds <laughs> of index cards. It's like, it's, it's very, this is like pre, pre Sounds like comical. It's, it's, it's like so awesome. Anyway, it's like a Saturday so night, like yeah. Saturday night live uh, skit, you know? Yeah, Larry. totally. Yeah. So this one sister is it's, she pulls the index card for the, for the, this like chore session and it's to clean the kitchen floor. She has to wash the, wash, <laughs> wash their tiled kitchen floor and she doesn't want to do it. So she calls her sister and she's like, this is like the, the easy and or fun thing, right? This is the, when I was talking about the, when you were like asking right. the inspiration piece. So she calls, she, she calls her sister and she's like, I have to, I have to wash the kitchen floor today. I don't want to do it. Like, I can't bring myself to do it. And her sister's like, well, just do it. And she's like, I can't like, you know, and that, and we ha- I have that feeling all the time, right? Where it's like, this job isn't even that hard. It's probably not even going to take me that long, but I just like, don't want to, you know? And so I think everyone can relate to that. <laughs> of course. Right. And, and so she calls her sister. She's like, I, and she's whining about how she's got to clean the kitchen floor and she can't bring herself to do it. And so her sister goes, well, could you, could you just do like four tiles? And her sister's like, well, four tiles. She's like, I mean, I could, but like, I'm going to have to get out the bucket and the mop. And I'm like, she's like, and then the floor is not going to be clean. And her sister's like, I know, but it'll be four tiles cleaner than it is right now. And she was like, okay, yeah, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And so this doesn't fall into the fun category, but it, it, now it falls into the easy <laughs> category, right? And so she gets to category. <laughs> yeah. So she gets out the stuff to clean the floor. She gets down on her hands or knees, hands and knees. She washes these four tiles. And then like, guess what she does next? Just like take a guess. Oh, she finishes the floor. She finishes the floor. Because she's there. (laughs) Exactly. She's already like, she's, and it's like, and now she's doing it. She's in a bit of a rhythm. It's just like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to wash the other, what, 80 tiles or whatever it is. Right. And to me, that was like, there's a, there's a school of thought now about tiny habits. And I actually don't know very much about it, but I think it's, my understanding is it's a similar sort of idea. And it's just this idea of like chunking it down 
whatever it is that you're trying to get done, chunking it down to a place where it feels doable. And, and the, when the sisters were having this conversation over the phone, she was like, the sister was like, well, if you only get four tiles washed, it's four tiles cleaner. And it's like, it's easy for us to go, well then, but your floor's not really clean. So what's the point? But And maybe with the, with a kitchen floor, it's not the best example, but there are a lot of things in our lives and in our businesses, if you're an entrepreneur, where if you just get it four tiles down the road, like that's progress, you know, like if. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. In fact, I use a similar method. I had a client who called me about her house and um, her entire house needed to be cleaned. And she said, it's so overwhelming. She's 70 years old. It's so overwhelming that instead of just doing a little bit, she chooses not to do anything. So what we decided to do is just have a little bit every day. So she cleans maybe just the sink in her bathroom, just Mm -hmm. the sink one day. And then maybe another day she might clean the floors. Mm -hmm. Another day she might clean the toilet. (laughs) Another day she moves on to a different room or maybe she cleans the mirrors. But if she just does one task every day, at least her house is somewhat clean. Yeah. But she does the same thing. Once she gets started, she's like, well, I'm already here. I yeah. just cleaned the sink. So I'll just clean the mirror while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, so things are getting done, which is good. Exactly. And then the other thing that I think is really good is that it also, it also starts to, to validate for us that we can do things, you know? Absolutely. Um, like one of my clients, just in a, in a more like in a, in a non <laughs> like housekeeping example. Um, well, housekeeping although, is a great example because everyone does it. Totally. Everyone has a house. Well, this is or literally, a place yeah. to live in. Yeah. This is how, this is how the, this, what we're talking about right now is how I clean my house as well. Like if the kids are in the bath, I'm like, okay, like I don't want to do anything other than like lay on my bed and scroll through social media, but I'm going to just take, I'm going to, I trick myself. I'm like, I'm going to take two minutes and I'm going to clean the sink. Like just like literally it's like same example. Um, and that's the method I use with kids. I tell them, put a timer on, mm-hmm. pick up five things off your floor and then go do your homework. Yeah. Just five things. You yeah. know what? Usually that ends up being dirty clothes. Yep. Or, you know, whatever they threw on the floor the night before, a stack of yeah. books or something. Yeah, it's all progress. Um, yeah, one of my clients, she, um, for in her business, she, she, there's a thing um, with online, in the online space about getting affiliate partners. And basically, it just, it's getting people to help spread the word about what it is that you do, right? Asking people to share if you're doing a promotion or whatever. And she to her that was the that was her big kitchen floor job like she was just like I don't want to do it like I, I know it's not technically that hard but there's something about it that just felt uncomfortable to her like she was like uh, she felt like she was going to be asking all these people for favors and everyone was going to say no and everyone's going to be mad at her and how dare she even ask and so it just felt like this big monumental task and so I said okay well instead of asking all these people like could we just make a list. Like, could you make a list of 10 people that if you were going to ask them to help you spread the word about your thing, you would ask them. Now we're not going to ask them. Like that's, that's not even on the table. We're not asking them. Nobody's going to be asked. Nobody's ever going to know about this thing that you're doing. But like, hypothetically speaking, if you could think of, if you just had to make a list and you never had to talk to any of these people, like, who would you who would you do? Like, who would you, who would you pick? Could you make a list of 10 people? And she said, yeah, I can make a list. 
I don't have to ask them though, right? Nope, you don't have to ask them. We're just going to make a list. So she made her list. And then, um, you know, obviously <laughs> once the list was done, I was like, so do you think there's any, like, and, and I wasn't like, now we're going to send an email to these 10 people. I was like, you know, is there, can you think of one or two people on this list that you would feel comfortable enough reaching out and saying, hey, would you mind supporting me with this promotion? And there were, there were one or two people that she went, you know what, I can do that. And so then after she did that, I was like, are there like one or two more people from this list? And she said, no, she was like, she said, you know what, like, I just no. like, this is this is as far as I can get. And to me, like, that's awesome, you know, because and then so not only have we washed a few of those kitchen tiles, but the other piece of it is it's like, she's now validated for herself that she can actually do this because there are things like there are things, it's not just like the dread of housekeeping, right? It's like, there's like an internal thing of like, I'm worried I'm bothering people. I'm worried I'm going to offend people. I hate asking for favors. Like there's the, there's other right. things that are kind of at play there. And so then the next time she was doing a big promotion in her business, she had all of this experience and validation with, I can do this. And I, I can do this and people, I will get a positive response. Maybe not all the time, but like some people, like one of the people that she asked actually said, yes, I think maybe, I think actually both of them said yes, that specific time. And so then the next time she was doing a promotion, she went back to that same list. We added a few more names to the list. So we just like washed a few more kitchen tiles and then she asked a few more people. And now like, yeah, now like, you know, two years later when she's got a promotion thing happening in her business like asking people to support her in the promotion is just a regular part of the process. It's not even like a whole, it's not the whole thing that it was before. And I think that those, those baby steps, that, that, that incremental, um, the proof that you can do it, the proof that like you can take action and achieve the results that you're after is so important in doing that thing that we were talking about earlier about being your best cheerleader, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I always think if I'm on the other end, if, if I'm the one sitting in my office working and somebody sends me an email and says, hey, would you help me? I'm all, I'm all for it. Because there was a point in time when I needed that help. And I was so grateful when someone was willing yeah. to help me. Yeah. So most people are willing to help. All you have to do is ask. Yeah. 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 It's the asking part. That's the, exactly. <laughs> that's the challenge. <laughs> I know it sounds much simpler than it is, but, but that's really all you have to do is get past that one little hurdle and just send the email. The worst thing that can happen to you is you get the word no. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And is it fatal? No, no. (laughs) Yeah. Flipping that on its head is is a really smart thing to do. It's the same thing. Like one of the first things that I teach my clients in, um, in my programs is I want you to start getting testimonials because it helps you so much. It makes it so much easier to talk about your stuff, to sell your stuff, to get people to say yes. And, um, and that's another big one where they're like, I'm so like, p- the number one thing I hear is, well, I'm worried I'm going to be bothering people. And I'm like, well, right. so think about one of the, the tactics we have to kind of get them around that fear is like, well, how do you feel when someone asks you for a testimonial? Are you like stomping your feet in a like furious rage because you just can't believe that they would dare to ask like no like, how dare they ask me for something right like we don't have that and then they're like oh yeah like most of the time like I'm very happy to help it's like yeah like maybe exactly yeah exactly I, I think that's the case most people really are willing to help you just have to get over that hurdle and, yeah. and ask for it 
Yeah. And when you have that, when you have that, um, when you have that sort of that four tile system where you go, okay, this feels too big for me. Like you don't have to fight that. You just have to go, what's the four tile version of this? What are the four kitchen tiles that I can wash just to get me started? Because once you get started, then you're, then you've started. And that's right. like, and that's, that's the whole trick to getting your goals done is to start. Exactly. And then the next four tiles don't seem so overwhelming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, well, today we've been talking with Catherine Calhoun of Catherine Calhoun Coaching. And Catherine, would you like to offer our um, listeners your uh, contact information? So sure. if they would like to get in touch with you. Yeah, my website is CatherineCalhounCoaching.com and Catherine is K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. So CatherineCalhounCoaching.com. There's a, if you are an entrepreneur and you're interested in help with DIYing your techie stuff, there's a gift on the website for you there. You can sign up for that and get onto, um, onto my email list. Thank you so much, Catherine. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And I do work with clients all around the country. So if you're interested in my services, please Feel free to contact me at Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com or you can go to my website at executivefunctioncoachaz.com and we'll be back after these messages. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fozzie Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit ExecutiveFunctionCoachAZ.com. Fozzie works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and I'm your host here, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. And today we are meeting with Catherine Calhoun, who actually is from Calgary. Alberta, Canada. Yep. Welcome back, Catherine. 
Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here, Fazia. I really appreciate it. You know, um, I've known Catherine, well, I've known about Catherine for a couple of years now, and I've been following her, and she really gives some phenomenal tips on how to simplify technology in your business, in your life. But I, I wanted her to come on the show because she really offers a lot of very practical tips whether you're an entrepreneur or if you work for somebody else is really irrelevant. She, she really does offer some phenomenal tips. So, um, yeah. So thank you for that, Catherine. I really appreciate you being on here today. I'd like to start talking a little bit about how setting goals can be overwhelming for people and how mm-hmm. do you work with them to help? How do you help your clients stay on track? That's a great question. So setting, yeah, setting goals can be really overwhelming. And I think, Um, I mean, I have a lot of clients who actually, you know, when they come into my programs, we often start with some goal setting and, and I love, I love goal setting because it, it just provides, um, it provides a direction and it's like, it's okay if the direction, if the direction shifts, but at least, at least it, it provides us a direction and it also provides us, um, a way to measure what we're doing. So it's like, you know, you said you wanted to get, you know, two new clients into your business this month and how am I doing and what, like, what, what tasks are we doing in the, in your business to help move you towards that goal? Like it just provides us like a frame of reference to figure out what's going on. But um, a lot of my clients, when they first come to me are, are kind of resistant to setting goals because, because their experience with goal setting is that it's kind of a bummer. Like it doesn't, it's like, it's sort of the goal setting in terms of, um, almost like a new year's resolution where you set this big lofty goal. Like I'm going to be a perfect parent. I'm going to, you know, get into have that bikini body. I'm going to, you know, like we set these big, huge goals and then, you know, there's some statistics around new year's resolutions It's something like by January 16th or something like that is when most people (laughs) give up on their new year's resolutions. And then of course they're unrealistic. Yeah. But it's interesting because you say it's unrealistic and you're absolutely right about that. But when we get to January 16th or whenever it is that we throw in the towel, generally speaking, at least, at least with my clients, what they don't go, well, you know what, my, my, my original goal is actually pretty unrealistic. So it's no wonder that I'm sort of starting to peter out here. That's not what happens. What happens is they go, you know, I'm not focused enough. I procrastinate too much. Like I, I'm too distractible. Like I'm not committed. I'm lazy. You know, um, I'm weak. Like they, they, it, they, they, it turns into their goal, which originally was set with the best of intentions and all of this inspiration and excitement for this like new chapter, right. Has turned into something for them to beat themselves up with. And so, so they've lost their motivation. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then they, there's almost like a fear of setting another goal because the last thing that any of us need is like another stick to beat ourselves with, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, how do you help them get their motivation back? Well, the, the big thing is um, the other piece of, um, of goal setting, which is action steps. And when um, uh, in the earlier segment, when you were asking about where did the inspiration for this setting, the, this method that we use in my programs for setting goals, where did it come from? And we talked about um, the four spiritual laws of prosperity by Edwin Gaines. That's her book. Um, in there, she talks about action steps and um Action steps are so oftentimes when we when we set goals. So action steps, the you know bird's eye view definition of an of an action step is like what are the steps that I'm going to take 
to get to this goal that I want to achieve. And in theory, action steps are a good thing. But in practice, um, most of us actually need a lot of help with coming up with action steps that are actually um, achievable and that support us in continuing to fuel our own motivation and inspiration to work towards our goals. So for example, um, you know, if I have a client who says, okay, my goal is I want to bring two new clients into my business this month, then their, and then their action steps are like, okay, well, I need to uh, revamp my website. I need to put together a new course. So that means I need to record a whole bunch of new videos. Um, I'm also going to need to start to figure out how to do like Facebook advertising or Google. I'm overwhelmed just to hear. Exactly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, none of those, none of those are action steps. Like it, in, it, I mean, it depends. Action steps are individual in the sense that if you are like, a Facebook ads expert and you know how to set up a Facebook ads campaign and you can do it in your sleep, then sure, that can be an action step. But if it's like not something you've ever done before and you don't know the first thing about it, then your first action step might be like, like Google Facebook ads experts or read some article, like read three articles on Facebook ads to start to understand, like that gets to be your action step. And so um, I always call it a roadmap. You know, you can't get from point A to point B without if you're looking at an actual map, you can't get from point A to point B unless you follow the roads. You, yeah. you can't, you, you can't like get to a dead end and mm-hmm. then, yeah. you know, the rest of the way you have mm-hmm. to follow the road. So yeah. what's on your road? You have to stop at the stoplights. You have to stop at the, you know, different Absolutely. intersections and, and you have to do certain things while you're there. So those, so I always equate it to a roadmap. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah, it does. And it's interesting. The roadmap thing is actually really interesting because sometimes too with, um, so there's this, there's this action step piece of, like you said, like there's these different, there's these different points. The other thing too, that can sometimes happen. And I don't know if this, let me know, like if this happened, if you experienced this too, but I find a lot of times with my clients, when we talk about the roadmap, they, they want to know the whole roadmap. Like, you know, so if you're, if you're setting your GPS for like, I don't know, like Banff, which is, you know, an hour and a half down the highway from me, Banff, Alberta, in the Rocky Mountains, um, it's like, you can set that in and you know, like all of the different things that like how to get there, you know, all that. Right. Because your GPS has made those decisions for you. Yeah. And it's going to stop at these lights and it's going to stop at these stop Mm -hmm. signs and you're going to go through this little town and that already made a decision for you. Yeah. And in, in the rest of our lives, you know, we don't, it's like, we're the ones that (laughs) we're following the map, but we also have to set the, we also have to create the map too. And so one of the other things, there's the steps that we want to take. And, and so part of like, for your original question about like, how do we stay motivated? How do we avoid getting discouraged? we want to make sure that our action steps are small enough that, that we, we feel like my, my, um, my accountability partner, she said that her, her frame of reference is an action step should be something that I can complete in the amount of time that I've set aside to work that day. So if I have a two hour chunk of time to work, then that, then my action step should fit into that. So like revamp my entire website is not something, you know, it might be like choose the colors or update the logo or whatever. Right. But then the piece, the, then this roadmap piece, it's really interesting. Like you said, cause the distinction is like, we're, we don't have a machine that is 
that is giving us the the step by step by step roadmap. And in, in some ways, that's actually what I try to provide for my clients inside of my programs. It's like here's your roadmap, but there's always there are always decision points. There are always like we were talking about earlier. There's always like curveballs thrown at us. There's speed bumps on our little roads and. Um, one of the things that I find can get in the way of my clients is when they want to know with like 100% clarity what the whole entire road is going to look like. And that is something that can really stop people as well, because that in and of itself, like I was like, when I was just giving you that list of like Facebook ads and website and course and videos, it's like that, that feels overwhelming. And when we feel overwhelmed, like we do not move. We do well, not. Exactly. Especially mm-hmm. if you, if, especially if you don't know how much time each one of those tasks will take you. Yeah. I have no idea how long it will take me to create a Facebook ad. Right. So, hmm, I have to think about that. Yeah. I have, I have, yeah. So once you start thinking about the amount of time you have to invest, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. I have a, I have a little, a trick that I give my clients to support them with not, not getting overwhelmed while they're sort of figuring out what their path is. And the, the trick is to ask yourself the question, a question, which is, do I need to know the answer to this? in order to finish the thing that I was working on? Do I need to know the answer to this in order to finish the thing that I was working on? Because what happens is, um, you know, if we just take Facebook ads as an example, which is like kind of a can of worms, right? If we take that as an example and you don't know the first thing about Facebook ads, it's like, okay, well, so first I have to figure out like what they are and I have to figure out what they cost. And then it's like, well, I'm going to have to write some like advertising copy, I'm going to have to make some sort of an image, or maybe I have to record a video. And then you're like, okay, shoot, that reminds me, like, I need to figure out, I need to find a video editor, or like, I have a video editor, but they didn't respond to my last email. And then you're like, you know what, I've been wanting to change over my email anyway. So maybe I should, you know, (laughs) and this is what we do to ourselves. Right. And and then we, we end up like we sat down to just start to do a little bit of preliminary research on Facebook ads. And now we're trying to figure out how to migrate our email from like Google to whatever. And it's like, and so asking yourself that question of, do I need to know the answer to whatever I'm wondering about right now in order to finish the thing that I'm working on mm-hmm. is a tremendously helpful way to keep yourself focused, to avoid the, that sense of overwhelm. And the other thing that's really important about this, the analogy that I use with the whole, actually with the whole road map thing, I'm from, um, I was originally, I'm originally from the prairies in Canada and from Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan, the big like running joke with Saskatchewan is that it's so flat that you can, you can see, like, if your dog runs away, like, they, they can't really get off. You can see them, like, wherever, wherever they are. And, um, but I love, I love Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan actually is not that. It's the southern part of it is flat. The northern part is not. So it's kind of a misconception. But I actually love that flatness because you can see so much sky. Um, and it, I, I, there's something that feels very, like, peaceful to me. Maybe it's because it's where I grew up. But there's, but about just being able to see, like, forever. You know, I just, I, we, I just, I was in, um, I lived in New Jersey for about, um, about 10 years, sort of in the urban sprawl of New York. And it's like, you can't see, like it's buildings, every, there's buildings right right here, everywhere you go. Right. So I love that, that sense of space. But the thing that's really interesting about, about driving in Saskatchewan is like, you know, those green, 
green highway signs that tell you like this town is coming up in this many miles, well, in the Canada, it's kilometers. This, this town's right. coming up in this far, this town's coming up next, and this town's coming up next. And so if you're on like a quarter tank of gas, for example, you, you have a decision to make about, do I need to stop in this, this town coming up? Or maybe I'm, I'm going to drive on to the next town and whatever. And like, you have a decision to make, and that's something that is going to pop up on your journey. Right. And the, the, the thing that we do to ourselves where we try to figure everything out from the point that we're at right now is a problem because it, it, what we're trying to do, what we're doing is we're putting pressure on ourselves to figure things out when we don't really have all of the information that we need to be able to make the decision. And it's actually impossible for us to get the information that we need unless we start moving. And so in that example with drive, driving through the prairies of Saskatchewan, <laughs> it's like if you're on a quarter tank of gas and you can see way out in the distance, you know, on the horizon, you can see that there's this green highway sign that's telling you there's some towns coming up here, but you can't read the sign because you're too far away. And if you stop right where you are on the highway and you stand, like you sit there and you stare at that sign, you're squinting like into the horizon, trying to read what the sign says, like it's it's a lost cause. Like you cannot read that sign. You have to keep going. And that's why this question of, do I need to know the answer to this right now in order to finish the thing that I was working on is such a valuable question because the way that you get clarity, the way that you get the answers that you need for whatever it is that you're trying to figure out is by continuing to move. And so you know, just like when you're driving down that road, you know, eventually, if you keep moving, that sign is going to come into focus. And then you get to make a decision about, do I need to stop in this town, for this town coming up for gas? Or do I, can I push on to the next town and stop there instead? Because you've been in motion, because you've gotten closer to the part where now you actually, the information that you need to make the decision is there for you. It's available for you. It's easy for you to access. It's like the decision is so much easier for you to make. It's the same thing in our lives and certainly with my clients and their businesses, it's the same thing. When you're standing at your certain, your certain spot, wherever you are in your, in your business or your life and you're going, well, I need to figure out these like the following 85 things before I can do anything. I need to figure out the whole roadmap before I can move a muscle. It's like, that's, that is a, I mean, I understand the logic, just like when we have it, when we have the GPS that's telling us where to go, like that's a very, it's very nice. It's very convenient, but in practice, it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. And if we just allow ourselves to, to go, okay, well, what do I need to figure out today? What in this two hour chunk, what do I need to figure out? The GPS might tell you how long it'll take you from point A to point B. The GPS might tell you, you know, how many stops may be on your way, but it doesn't tell you what to do at each stop. And I think that's where you have to figure things out on your own. How do you help people with the fear of, gee, I don't have enough gas to get to the next, you know, stop? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on, there's someone outside of my window that's like doing some sort of construction. So hopefully that sound isn't too annoying. Um, I think the big, the big, the thing with the fear of I don't have enough gas to get to the next town, that fear is, is a very individual thing. Um, and the way that I, the way that I help people um, with that is it kind of depends on what's going on for them, but it, but it's what I, what I, the conversation will be some variation of like, if this were easy and or fun, which is something that we were talking about in the first segment, right? You know, 
if this, if this were easy, if this were doable, because I know right now it feels impossible or it's scary or you don't think you could ever do something like that. But if you could, what might that look like? And it's amazing how when we just, we're really just asking the same question. It's just framed in a slightly, in, a, in almost like a hypothetical sort of a situation. I'm just kind of taking the pressure off of like, this is happening and you're doing this. And if you don't do it, you're going to fail. Like It's like, we just take all of that <laughs> pressure out. We're just like, well, if we could figure this out, what might that look like? And when we, when we do that, it starts to allow us to go, it just, there's something about that, that, and you are like, you're the expert. So you can maybe <laughs> you tell me, but it's like, it, it, see, it unlocks something in people that just allows them to think a little bit more creatively to take the pressure away from, I've got to get this right or else everything's, you know, everything's going to fall apart. And we just kind of get to, that's the other thing too, is that there's this huge amount of pressure that we put on ourselves to, to get it right. And it's like, what if I right. put out there and like, what if I, what if I, I try to get two clients into my business this month and, and I ask people and they say no. And it's like, that sucks. Like that doesn't feel fun in the moment, but it's like, but it's all, it's all data, right? Like it's all. I love that. That just sucks. <laughs> well, this is the thing. But, but you're right. You know, it's like, what, what else? I mean, what are your choices? You get a yes or a no. Yeah. But you have to ask the question. Yeah. What is that saying that everyone says? If you don't ask the question, the answer is no. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing is like, I guess, and that's the piece that I, I really think is the differentiator between like, I mean, certainly in my, my sphere, it's entrepreneurs, like entrepreneurs who, who succeed and entrepreneurs who, who don't is because you like you're saying, you know, you have to ask the question that you're either going to get a yes or a no. And the, the truth is you actually don't have to ask the question at all. Like that's the first question. That's the first, that's the first challenge when you're stepping into something that is confronting for you or that's asking you to like calling you to right. live your life in a bigger way is like, am I going to do what I've been doing, keep everything exactly the same? Or am I going to step out of my shell and am I going to try to, am I going to go for this? Am I going to play a little bit bigger here? And so many of my clients, when they come to me, it's been years and years and years of avoiding that question altogether. And in the online marketing space, what that looks like is, you know, you do need to get out there and talk to people and get the yes or the no so that you can get the information about like, how is my offer working? How is my marketing working? Like, is this resonating with people? If it what's working, let's keep that. Let's tweak the stuff that's not working. Like you do have to do that in order to be successful. But what people will tend to do when, when they're afraid or they're, they're avoiding that part of the business, they're avoiding that confrontation is they do all the other things. They're like, well, I need to, you know, revamp my branding colors for the 50th time. I need to like re-record my videos and I need to redo like whatever. And, and it's like, they just keep reinventing the wheel and they keep hiding behind their computers and keeping busy. Yeah. They're doing the things that make them feel safe. Yeah. And they feel productive but they're still not succeeding. And then that eventually isn't, that's another piece that leads to burnout, right? Like, because you're like, I'm doing right. all this stuff and it's not working. I, the number of times that I have clients say to me, you know, I'm just not selling and I'm so frustrated. And I'm like, well, if not, if you're, if you're not selling, like, then there might be something wrong with your offer. So we need to take a look at that. And then they go, oh, well, I actually, I'm not really making any <laughs> offers of any kind. And I'm like, huh. And it's like, it, and it, 
they're always a little sheepish about it, but it's so common. Like it's such a common thing for yeah, us to I shy believe- away from the things that are, that are scary. That's, it's, it's normal. And I really, I really think the key is like, this is like, and again, in the first segment, we were talking about, you know, chunking things down really small. We're t- in this segment, we're talking about like teeny tiny action steps that keep us moving forward right. because it's like, we have to move. If we want, if we want the goal, we have to do something. We can't continue to do what we're doing now and expect the goal to just fall into our laps. And so then the trick becomes, if you want your life to still be peaceful through this process without you constantly just bumping up into your, all your demons and stuff is just to keep those steps small and doable and easy and fun so that you almost, you just kind of, you work with who you are as a person to empower yourself to continue to move. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Any lasting, any last parting inspiration for our audience? We're going to end the show here in a few minutes. And mm-hmm. um, I would like you to tell us a little bit about that La- last minute inspiration. Sure. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I just, I will, I, I really want to impart to like, like my bigger mission to everybody, like to my big, my sort of my bigger mission beyond like helping entrepreneurs with the techie stuff in their online business is like, you are normal. And your struggles that you are having are normal. It doesn't mean that you're not cut out for whatever it is that you want. It doesn't mean that like you're, you're, you're just, you're doomed to failure. It doesn't mean that everybody's figuring it out and they're smart and you're stupid. Like that's, and and the reason this is so important to me is because this is how so many people feel is like everyone else has got it going on. And I'm like the dummy over here who can't seem to get anything right. Like it, struggling is normal. It's normal for things to be hard. It's normal for you to have confusion. It's normal for you to get distracted. It's normal for you to be tired. Like you don't need to beat yourself up about that. You just need to come back to this place where you go, okay, like this is hard right now because I'm doing a hard thing. I'm, I'm reaching beyond my comfort zone. And that is, that is by definition uncomfortable. So rather than beating yourself up for that, which is totally counterproductive, like just go, okay, like this is hard because I'm doing something hard. And then what's the next little tiny baby step that I can take so that it, it's just, it feels easy or fun and it's doable for me. And then I get to keep Beautiful. moving it. Yeah. And could you um, give everybody your website or how they can contact you? Sure. Again? Yeah. It's KatherineCalhounCoaching.com. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N CalhounCoaching.com. CatherineCalhounCoaching.com. And if you're an entrepreneur and you want to learn about DIYing the techie stuff on a budget, um, there's some gifts for you on the website as well. I have a blog too you can check out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Catherine. My pleasure. Fazia, thank you for having me. My pleasure. It was a blast. And so. Yeah, and next week, please tune in to listen um, to our interview with Christine Driscoll of Rosewood. Um, She's going to talk to us about how she helps individuals um, work to improve their executive function skills when they have eating disorders. So that should be a very interesting conversation. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function coach here in Phoenix, Arizona. If you'd like to contact me, my phone number is 480-648-1122. Look forward to um, having you all on next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week. <laughs>